Welcome to this Heart Podcast. I'm Harriet Vickers. I'm Multimedia Editor for BMJ Journals. And in this edition, we're going to be looking at the short-term effects of air pollution on a range of cardiovascular events in England and Wales. So I've got one of the authors with me. She is I, Mila Yebich, and she's a PhD lecturer at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. So hi, I. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank you for your interest. So to set the scene with your paper, mm-hmm. could you just explain exactly what you mean by air pollution? Are we talking about suspended particles or gases? What's the technical definition? Okay, actually both. In our study, we focused on principal ambient pollutants, both particles and gases, including particulate matters less than 10 micrometer in aerodynamic diameters, which is called PM10 and finer resolution of the PM2.5, and also gases such as carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, and sulfur dioxide, and ozone. So it's a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And what was the methodology of the rest of your study? How did you address this question of the short-term effects of air pollution on, on these cardiovascular events? Where did you get your data from? We analyzed cardiovascular events data from three national databases in 2003 to 2009 in England and Wales, namely the Myocardial Ischemia National Audit Project Database, which is called MINAP database, Hospital Episode Statistics, and ONS Mortality Registry. For air pollution data, we obtained it from the monitoring stations run by the UK National Air Quality Information Archive. Thus, more than 400,000 MI, 2 million emergency admissions for cardiovascular problems, and 600,000 cardiovascular deaths were linked to daily average level of air pollutants over a period of five days. Then we analyzed their short-term associations using time-stratified case crossover analysis, whereby the day of each health event is considered as the case, and all other same days of week within the same month as controlled. And what did you find when you analyzed all of that? Actually, our team in London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine observed little acute effect of investigated pollutants on ST elevation myocardial infarction, which is called STEMIS, or stroke. The stronger associations with air pollution were observed with selected non-MI outcomes. For example, NO2 was associated with arrhythmias, including atrial fibrations, and heart favored with statistical significance. And PM2.5 showed some adverse effects on arrhythmias, including arterial fibrillation and pulmonary embolism. What is particularly important is that we found elderly people and hospital patients with chronic ischemic heart disease or arrhythmias are observed to be at particular risk which could help inform intervention strategies. So to be clear, you you didn't find an association between the pollution and STEMI and stroke, but you did with arrhythmias and and pulmonary embolism? Yes. Okay. Why do you think there was that difference? That is a very good question, and that makes our results complicated. Mm. And 
actually it shows the possibilities of complicated mechanism that air pollution affects cardiovascular health. The lack of pollution effects on STEMIs and stroke, but a strong association with selected non-MY outcomes suggests that these effects may in part be mediated by non-thrombotic pathways. However, as you said, thrombogenic mechanism may still operate and are the most likely explanation for the observed associations with death from pulmonary embolism. So what we can say for sure from these observations is that air pollution is likely to affect cardiovascular health via not solely thrombogenic processes, although it could be multiple mechanisms. Okay. And there is a, a slight difference between your study and other studies which have shown a clearer link between the air pollution and acute myocardial infarction. Why do you think that difference is there? Is it methodological or, or what's going on? No, actually, the general lack of pollution effects on MI, especially in our case, STEMI, was not so unexpected. Our results are mostly consistent with the previous analysis of the MINAP database, which was conducted by our colleagues in London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. They found detrimental effects in only one to six hours, but with little net effect at the daily level. But indeed, the recent review paper in JAMA concluded most air pollutants were associated with acute MI risk. However, the previous review paper, actually in HEART, mm. revealed less than half of the identified studies found clear evidence, and the studies that did not detect adverse effects had better control of temperature, which is very right. important covariant, and also had better validation of MI diagnosis. Hmm. What do you think the, the next steps are with this then? Do you have any ongoing research? Obviously, our current study had some limitations. Briefly, we know there is an overlap of data from hospital admissions and MINAP registries. And also, we used exposure proximity at the closest fixed monitoring stations, not personal monitoring. And PM2.5 results may represent only urban areas because of the limitation of monitoring network in the UK. Also, national routine database may contain lots of noises. So to elucidate mechanistic pathways further, experimental studies with tightly controlled pollution mixes are required indeed in addition to large-scale observational studies similar to this. But we are epidemiological research group, so currently undertaking other national studies using modeled pollution data to overcome limitations of monitoring network coverage and challenge in estimating impacts of climate policy. And also another project explores different drug effect models Great. Well, we'll look forward to that then. And then finally, do you think there are any messages for clinicians to come out of this paper? When you mentioned that um, the elderly seem to be more at risk, is there anything that clinicians should be aware of or, or doing? Or is it more policymakers? Or are there any other final messages you'd like to put forward? 
I think it could be for both for clinicians and also policy makers because if some patient comes on a very hot day, which is expected to have a high air pollution level, then they can just advise. They can change a little bit of behavior to stay in, inside the house or not to go on the cross to the highway as well. That sort of practical suggestion could work. And also for policy makers, they may need more evidences, but they can a little bit prepare that uh, they need some intervention related to vulnerable groups, I believe. Sure. Well, thank you very much for, for that advice and um, for telling us more about the paper. Thank you. And uh, of course, you can find that full paper in Heart. <laughs>